It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You got, you got to see me. It'll blow your mind. Actually, I might know. I'll have to look. I think yeah, I might have found that I'll, once. I'll send oh. it to you. I'll send okay. it. I was shocked. I think I might have What's, found that once and, and I was shocked. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Dave Lochran at Lafay underscore D on the social medias. L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Those of you listening in podcast form. Joined by Adam Share at Ship My Money DFS. A guy who I was actually... I. I I love when, you know, random players for bad teams hit game winners. It just, I, I watch all the videos of it. And yesterday, Kelly Olynyk drained one at the buzzer and overtime. And I came across this picture that actually, shockingly, Kelly Olynyk resembled Adam Sher. I have to find this. I know, not what you wanted to hear this early in the morning, but I have to find it. Adam Sher, shit my money, DFS. <laughs> What's good, bro? Uh, it was doing a lot better like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> no, you don't look like Kelly Olenek, right? But I know this, I don't look like Kelly Olenek. This picture, you looked like Kelly Olenek. Or should I say Kelly Olenek looked like you? Did you see his, did you see his game winner? No, I, I saw that he had one, but I didn't see it. Pretty awesome, man. It, it, it was sick. I mean, Killian Hayes with a tough inbound pass. Olenek just like fade away at the the Hornets bench and you know a guy like that very rarely hitting game winners like that first in his career I think what's up I think he said it was the first in his career that's kind of surprising because I was going to say you never see him do it with the Pistons but he you would have thought that well I guess the Rockets were never in a position to hit a game winner last year yeah that too yeah I think he said that it took him nine years but he finally got one that's crazy I was happy for him I'm I'm an Olenek guy though you know, I, I like Kelly Olenek and I don't think he gets the respect he deserves from the DFS community either. But was it two years ago that he just ruined our lives every single day when he was on Miami? Yeah, I mean, I kind of think it's been a full nine years of him doing that. But, um, <laughs> but you yeah, remember my, Miami was especially bad. Don't you remember we kept going back to him in Miami because he would have those random games where he'd play 30 minutes and just rip off like 50 fantasy points and then yeah. he'd play 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Good stuff. We got seven games to talk about. Happy to have you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to the channel. And if you want, join the team right down there. See that join now? I think it says join now. I don't know. I'm already a part of it. But if you haven't done so, get the free super chats each month, the custom uh, emojis, the sweet badges, and we'll always prioritize your questions uh, and comments along with um, our premium Discord. So, yeah, have some fun. Anyway, Adam, seven games today. I was doing some some preliminary research for the the props and and bets video that I do for the Odd Shopper channel. Check that out if you haven't yet. We do it five days a week. It's a lot of fun. Love to have you guys come over uh, and join us. And I I came across some good spots today just from a prop standpoint. There's some really good spots, really good plays, uh, and some really good matchups. Just your first – well, by the way, I'm not on the deeper dive with you tonight. I'm on live before lock with Josh. Who the hell's on the deeper dive with me? You're on with Greg. Oh, okay. So we switched things up a little bit here. But anyway, uh, we could dive right into this. Did you play yesterday? Yes. How'd you do? Poorly. You punched the live finals ticket, though, last week. 
Yeah, I did that Friday night. Uh, it's been shitty the last couple of days. But um, yeah, I got that. Hoping to get another one because obviously having more than one is, is pretty nice. I was going to go back later today and see what place I need to come in to break even on live finals this year. How much? Not, I'm not asking for like a dollar amount, but have you have you put a lot into the qualifiers? Decent they can amount. drain you. Yeah, I mean, I would guess that I'm probably in for like 20 or 25 and okay. main cash is 15. Okay, so right. That's the thing. People always... People always assume that once you get in, you're guaranteed a profit. And and oftentimes that's very far from the case, especially people with multiple tickets. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Like the last time I, I usually don't even try anymore. Um, the last live final I went to was 2019, but I'd actually been trying this year and I was just like getting to the point where I was like, all right, there's a reason I don't try for these. Like I'm, I'm good. And then I, then I get one. So I'm like, I know there's a huge advantage to having two or three. So now obviously I'm going to try harder and probably just blow more. For sure. Oh, by the way, I'm not saying having more tickets puts you in a bad spot. I'm saying a lot of times people that have a lot of tickets have put a lot into right. it to get those right. tickets. Yeah. Exit Screaming says Laffy's negative take on Taxi Driver yesterday was one of the most egregious things I've ever heard. Now, I, for all of you out there that have not seen that have not seen Taxi Driver yet, I would request that you go and watch it and tell me if you think it stands the test of time. If it holds, I watched up. it within the last three years that's it what is robert de niro yeah i thought it yeah. was fine but it wasn't like this amazing movie that everyone gushes over no yeah yeah i watched it within the last like three years i don't remember specifics i remember my overall feeling of it being like this is good but i don't understand why everyone like absolutely loves this movie right it's a good movie but is it like oh my god taxi driver gotta see if, if you were to say like is it a must watch i would say no it's fine it's fine anyway Whatever, go watch it. Let, let me know what you think. I, chat's mostly with me and you here, or you and me. So we'll see. Go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. De Niro's like 30 years old or something. Yeah. 33 years old or something like that. It's pretty crazy. All right. Want to talk some basketball? We can. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Minnesota and Cleveland. We'll dive right into this one. And of course, Jordan Klein producing the show. Right now, what is it? Seven o'clock over there right now? Bright and early. What time did you wake up this morning? Talking to me or Jordan? Oh. 5.30. You wake up at 5.30 every day? What if you're drinking the night before heavily? No, you're not. Yeah, you're I one of those God. guys? I swear to God, dude. I can't even sleep in anymore. It's That's See, I'll never routine. understand that. Like, Adam, if you, you – I have a kid now. She's going to be a year in, in two days, so it's a lot different. But – when I when it was just Justine and man and, and I didn't have shit the next morning unless like she was trying to do stuff, I would sleep as long as I possibly could when I was hungover. Oh yeah, like I sleep and then I wake up, move to the couch, turn on Netflix, <laughs> go back to sleep. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, five o'clock. You're crazy, man. Anyway, uh, seven p.m. start time tonight. Yeah, Greg and Adam on the deeper dive, Josh and myself on Live Before Live. But we got the strategy show to kick it off, give you a preliminary look here. Minnesota and Cleveland. The Minnesota Timberwolves on the road are two-and-a-half-point favorites. You have no Levert. You have no Garland. You have no Rondo for the Cleveland Cavaliers today. So we'll kick it off with Minnesota. A anything that you really like here for, for a team that has – I'll call him the big three. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting him in the same category as other like legit big threes, but from a DFS standpoint, uh, it, it's, it's sometimes tough to navigate these guys. Yeah. Um, they all kind of just look the same relative to salary. And that's been the case a lot recently. I think it's the case again today. I mean, it's not a particularly appealing matchup against Cleveland, but you do have some discounted price tags, you know, D'Angelo Russell uh, normally is in that like 75, $7,600 range or, or at least he should be. Today he's only 7,200. Edwards down to 7K flat on DraftKings. Uh, that's one of the lower price tags I can remember on him in a while. So we know both of those guys give you a high ceiling. Russell gives you a little bit more or a lot more in the way of peripherals. Edwards is a little bit more likely to just take over the game uh, from a scoring standpoint. So either of those guys look pretty good there. Beverly gives you a decent 5K value play. He's around a point per minute guy. He's going to play 28 to 30 minutes. And then Towns at 9,800. Um, you know, obviously, you know the opportunity cost that comes with the center position, but he's around a 1.4 fantasy point per minute player that should give you 34 35 minutes so i think all four of those guys are priced pretty much correctly um but there is you know obviously some upside for them 
I tell you what, though. Well, actually, before I go to Cleveland, do you like anything of the of these kind of auxiliary options for Minnesota? Not really. Like, I never mind taking a chance on one of Vanderbilt or, or McDaniels. Like, if Vanderbilt plays well, you can get 30 minutes. Same goes for McDaniels. But uh, McDaniels not a very good point-per-minute guy. Vanderbilt's minutes all over the place. We'll get to Brandon Goodwin, obviously. Uh, and Mobley and these guys, but I actually wanted to talk to you first about Laurie Markin because his ownership right now is, is super low single digits for a seven game slate. He played 28 minutes coming back from that like one month hiatus or might've even been longer Then 35 minutes. The next game he's got, and both of these games have had no Garland, no Levert. He's got a 30% usage rate, man. The Timberwolves play at one of the fastest paces in the league. I know you had mentioned that before we didn't see Markin usage, uh, increase all that much in these situations, but he's getting up a lot of shots, a lot of threes, 35 minutes last game, and he's coming in lower than 10% ownership tonight. Yeah, it's been really, really interesting what's happened these last couple of games when you talk about marketing and, and then you you also have to talk about Kevin Love. When we had seen a couple of games earlier this year where Garland was out and Sexton was out, um, marketing didn't really get any sort of bump. Uh, we had thought that he that, that there was a decent chance that he would, but you just never really saw him be aggressive. And you saw Kevin Love get more playing time. Uh, he was typically closing over marketing. That hasn't been the case these last couple of games. Love has barely played, which is really weird, but marketing has been a lot more aggressive. He got 34 minutes and closed out the last game. So I don't want to say, you know, with a ton of confidence, like, oh yeah, I think Laurie marketing is this 30% usage guy, but it is good to at least see him being more aggressive, getting shots up because the opportunities are certainly there. there there's no other high usage guys out here. You know, Evan Mobley's around 21 or 22%. Jared Allen's 20%. Brandon Goodwin's 20%. Isaac Okoro's like 13%. So it's there for marketing if he wants it. Um, it's just that you've kind of seen that like throughout his career, even going back to Chicago, there's been a lot of times where it was like the Bulls were frustrated with him because he didn't play as aggressive offensively as, as he should have and, and as they wanted him to. You know, we've seen it these last couple of games. Um, who knows if it holds, but it's definitely good to see. It is. And I like, this is one of the props I like a lot for today, over 15 and a half points. It just seems too low for, for a guy like that without Levert and Garland on the floor. So, I mean, even if you're not playing him for DFS, I, I do think there's some value there. I think that prop's going to move. It was The over was minus 110. I bet it already has. What did you uh, say the line was? 15 and a half. Real points? Yeah. Yeah, it seems fine. Look, if he's going to play that many minutes, like you said, could we see – you know, Kevin Love get more minutes going forward. It, it's certainly possible, but Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know, man. 35 yeah, I mean, minutes. If, yeah. I, if I have him at like 31 minutes at... 21% usage, it gets him to 15 and a half points. So there's a pretty good chance that one of those numbers is going to end up being higher. Right. Yeah. And if both of them are, then right. you, you really like it. Goodwin, though, is, is not minimum salary anymore. Obviously, his price has come up. He wasn't minimum salary, but he was in the low 4Ks. The thing is, though, big minutes, no real other competent ball handlers in this offense right now with Rondo out, with Levert out, with Darius Garland out. Sexton hasn't played since, what, like November. So, I mean, you just have to assume that he's going to take on this the same role once again and, and play huge minutes. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like he's a bad point per minute guy either. For the season, he's around 0.9 fantasy points per minute. And this isn't a situation where, you know, you're throwing him into the starting lineup and he's going to lose a ton of usage because like I was saying before, there's just not high usage guys in the starting lineup. So um, 
expecting him to get 34 to 36 minutes, you know, somewhere in there. He played 37, almost 38 last game. Even at 5,200, it's a price point where, you know, at least there's going to be some alternatives to him. You can find pivots if you want to, but he still projects as a very good option just given that uh, it's a pace-up spot. He's likely to play 34-plus minutes, and he's not very far below a one fantasy point-per-minute guy. Where are you at on Mobley? Kind of lukewarm. Um, the price tags on both Mobley and Allen, I think, are decent. Um, Mobley certainly has the opportunities to do more stuff. He hasn't in the last couple of games. But previously, uh, when Garland was out, you did see Mobley's usage rate go up a little bit. You saw his assist percentage go up a little bit. Um, so it's kind of a situation where, like, if Laurie Markinen decides to do the thing where Laurie Markkinen disappears and doesn't want to shoot today. Evan Mobley is like the next guy up, I would think, offensively. So um, I don't mind that price tag on him as long as the ownership is relatively low. Right now, uh, we have him at 22% on DraftKings, which seems a little bit high. 16% chance of being in the optimal lineup. And then with Allen, um, basically projected to be owned where he should be. 12% chance of being in the optimal lineup, 13% projected ownership. Do you think... Uh... You think we could get another 28, 29 minutes from Chetty as the first guy off the bench? Yeah. Um, so it kind of depends in part on what they're, what they're doing with Kevin Love, which I don't know. Um, I've already seen you know somebody in chat say they want to go back to Love here. I, I do too, just because the ceiling is so high. But I'm really concerned with these first two games that we've seen out of the break because the first game he played like 17 minutes and Chetty played more than Love. Dean Wade played more than Love. Um, and it was kind of just like, all right, that's weird. Like, that's not going to happen again. And then the next game, he played even less minutes. But he also shot like one for 10 in those 14 minutes, 0 for 5 from 3. If he's making shots, it's kind of ridiculous to me that Kevin Love's playing time would depend on if he's making shots. But at the same time, if he's making shots, unless there's something physically wrong, it seems weird that he would not play more minutes. So I think the Chetty minutes and Love minutes are at least somewhat um, intertwined, kind of like marketing Chetty, and Love to some extent. Um, but yeah, at Chetty's, you know, at 4,400, I don't mind getting to Chetty. I'm not going to feel super confident in it, but uh, he certainly has a path to upper 20s again. Anybody else you want to get to for, for Cleveland? Uh, I mean, kind of just mentioned it with love, but as long as the ownership's low in tournaments, I don't mind going back there. Obviously, you've seen two games in a row what the floor looks like, but at 5,300, if he even gets to 20 minutes, he probably is okay. Like you're talking about a 1.25 fantasy point per minute guy. If he happens to get 24 plus, he could very easily just end up being like a tournament winning play. So I think that the floor, the risk is higher than I would have guessed, you know, two, two games ago, but I still think the ceiling's massive as well. Let's uh, talk about the Pacers here. So Brogdon's been back for two games now. Do you think he plays tonight? Uh, hang on. I wanted to comment on somebody in chat said, you have to follow the trends in these spots, fade love until he shows better. That's kind of the opposite when you're talking about large field tournaments. If you're just waiting for Kevin Love to have a big game, then you didn't win the night that he had a big game. And then you're just kind of chasing at that point. And he's going to be more popular coming out of that. Um, guys like Love, where unless you have a real reason for thinking that like he suddenly just can't play more than 16 minutes, which I isn't my opinion, um, you typically on players like that want to be there before it happens. For sure. The only counter argument I'd make to that is at not much more expensive marketing is actually getting less ownership right now. So if sure. That, yeah. That, that's a fair point too. Like if he stays at 9%, I, I have no problem being like, all right, I'll take the guy that did play 35 minutes last game. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I think that probably changes throughout the day, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's the, the, and in general, pay attention to Kevin loves ownership because one thing that is almost like an issue here, love, if love were like, 5,800 or 6K, he would functionally still be the same play in tournaments because if he gets 26 minutes, he's smashing any of those price tags. The fact that he's 5,300, like that's such a cheap price tag that he's going to pull some ownership no matter what. Um, so do pay attention to that because, you know, yeah, if he's getting like 15, 20% ownership and there's a real chance he's playing 16 minutes, then, you know, why would you be there? For sure. I, I really want to talk about this Pacers game now that we've got Brogdon back for, for two starts. I'm assuming he plays today, right? It is the second of a back-to-back, but uh, he was on pace. If you look at this game, it was you know a relatively close game a couple minutes into the fourth, and then the Pacers just kind of ran away with it, and Brogdon never returned, which means he played almost 30 minutes in three quarters, Adam. Yeah, which is what he did in his first game back, too, and then he just didn't play the fourth. But 
I'm assuming he was going to get some run in the fourth quarter if that game had gone differently. Um, it, you know, for now, I'm assuming he plays tonight. And if he does, I think that he's likely to give you, you know, 32, 34 minutes. Terry, Terry says uh, with a super chat with $4.20, ship my money is my hero. Thanks for all the advice. You choose your heroes well. What's that? I said he chooses his heroes well. <laughs> Apparently. Um, so, yeah, I, do, do you have Brogdon in, though? You have to, right, until yeah. we get any. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about it. It's a 7 o'clock game. Um, but, yeah, for now, I have him in. Yeah. I'm just thinking if we're going to talk about it now, we got to at least, you know, go with one or the other. How many minutes do you give him if this is a close game, which it should be, one-point spread, bad Orlando team uh, in Orlando? Um, from a like medium projection standpoint, probably like 32. You okay. can make the case for 30 just because he hasn't topped that. But um, it seems like if the game's competitive, he would get at least a little bit more run. Actually, I like the Pacers to win this game. But that doesn't really mean much from a DFS standpoint. You have Halliburton now, though. You have Buddy Heald. You have Brogdon. If you looked at this this game yesterday, it was it was fascinating because four of the – Four of their starters had 20 plus points. I think I, I healed had 20 plus Halliburton Brogdon had 20 plus. Who else was it? Was it Brissett? Brissett had 27 led the team. Brissett had 27 against Boston. Look, it's one game. It doesn't mean much, but are we going to, and this is what you and I have been discussing for a while now, since the trade deadline, we haven't seen Brogdon, but what, what type of offense and what type of DFS relevance are we going to see from these guys once Halliburton, Brogdon, and Heald are all on the court together in the starting lineup? Yeah, it's still, I think, kind of too early to tell. The The expectation for me is basically like you can view Brogdon the same way you would when um, like Sabonis was playing, you know, like Sabonis or Levert were in. I, I think Halliburton's like a decent proxy there. And I think Brogdon's a decent proxy for De'Aaron Fox from, you know, Halliburton's time with the Kings. So I think it's a situation where, like, at 7,100, Brogdon's going to look pretty good, assuming he's playing north of 30 minutes. Halliburton at 8,600, probably a little bit overpriced if Brogdon's in. Um, you know, still has a ceiling in this spot, but you're you're paying a bit of a premium because of all the games that Brogdon missed. With Heald, um, he's still playing a ton of minutes, and the usage is probably not going to be super high you're probably talking around 20 percent, but he's playing so many minutes that that just still leads to getting up a bunch of shots um so at 7k i think he still looks pretty decent as well okay do you have anybody else that's worth talking about for indy um not really like isaiah jackson is expensive Brissett's expensive. You can obviously go to Brissett in some tournament lineups, but we also need to keep an eye on uh, Chris Duarte, Lance Stevenson, what their statuses are as well. Right. Yeah, both of them questionable. On the other side, Wendell Carter Jr. just continues to put up big double-doubles, and he's playing considerable minutes. Talk about a, a resurgence or a rebirth for this guy. You remember how you remember in Chicago, we, we were very excited about him as, as a younger, like when he came into the league, and he'd show flashes, but there were just so many issues. It would either be foul trouble or he would just lose minutes. And now, I mean, he's in as consistent a role as you could get, albeit on a bad team, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, he's been very, very good this year. The playing time is is steady. The production's been great. Coming off of a game against uh, Houston where he played 35 minutes, had led the team, or sorry, was second on the team uh, with 24 actual points, 42 and a half DraftKings points. And his price tag just doesn't seem to really move. Um, I think in part it's probably because Orlando gets blown out a good amount. So when you're you're pricing him based on average playing time, there's a little bit like his average playing time is a little bit lower than it would be for players on teams that don't get blown out frequently. But assuming this game's competitive, you're looking at, you know, probably 32 or so minutes from Carter it makes him look very good at 7,400. Yeah. He's played 34 plus minutes in three of his last five as well. And two of those games, they lost by double digits. So yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, and he's just, uh, you get the double, double bonuses on, on DraftKings as well, which really helps. What about Cole Anthony? Really, anybody else here? What's the what's the total in this game? Like two thirty one. Yeah, two thirty and a half, two thirty one. So pretty high total. Yeah, I like a lot of stuff on this team. You know, Carter's the one that I think stands out the most. But Cole Anthony's still cheap at sixty eight hundred. Um, he was 
pretty disappointing last game from a fantasy standpoint, but still played 30 and a half minutes. He's played 34 games with Jalen Suggs active this year. He's averaged 1.07 DraftKings points per minute in 32 and a half minutes per game. Looks like a pretty good spot for him. Jalen Suggs price tag dropped to 5,400 after he only played 14 minutes last game, but that's a game where he was in massive foul trouble. Uh, He picked up three fouls in his first like four minutes of the game, picked up a fourth foul in the second quarter, and then ended up fouling out in the fourth quarter after playing 14 and a half minutes. Like there's nothing you should be taking away from that whatsoever. Jalen Suggs is likely to give you 30 minutes or so at 5,400. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Assuming he doesn't, you know, foul out. Mo Bamba played 26 minutes or 25 minutes and somehow managed to still fail against the Rockets. He's a very volatile option, but if he gets 25, 26 minutes, he's still pretty likely to do well at $4,700. You see Nokiki playing well uh, recently. Uh, Franz Wagner, you know, certainly has some upside as well. But I would say Carter's number one, Anthony Suggs, Bamba, and then probably like a little bit of a gap and then Wagner and Okiki. Man, that was a highly disappointing game for most of the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Oh, also one thing I totally forgot to mention it. Uh, Markel Fultz is back today. So yep. that is something that will affect the rotation. I don't know exactly how. My assumption is that Suggs and Anthony are still going to get around 30 minutes. I think you probably see some combination of Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, Okiki, Hampton, like those guys losing minutes. I don't think it's likely that Cole Anthony or Jalen Suggs are giving minutes up to Markel Fultz. No, it just it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Especially now, like in his first game back, assuming he's going to be limited. Like if Markel Fultz is going to play, I don't know, 20 minutes, I would think you're cutting into like the last guy in types before you're cutting into. For sure. Anthony. Yeah, and he might play less than that. If he played like 13 minutes, it wouldn't shock me either at this point. But yeah, I, I don't think it makes a huge difference. Yo, Suggs in that game, though, had three points and a rebound. and But that wasn't even the crazy... The wild part is he fouled out, so he had six fouls in 15 minutes and six turnovers in 15 minutes. Yeah, just an absolutely awful game. Horrible game. That's as bad as it gets. It really is. The fouls are one thing to, you know, suggest why you've had a a poor performance, but the six turnovers is unthinkable. Shot one for five from the field. My God. Yeah, 34 total games this year for Suggs with Anthony active. Um, He's averaged 28.1 minutes per game, 0.91 DraftKings points per minute. But also, like, even that level of production, you know, at 5,400 is fine. But he has a 25.5% usage rate and a 24% assist percentage. So um, I know it's something I've said about Suggs a lot this year, but he's just an inefficient scorer right now. And that's why the point per minute average is relatively low at 0.91. But it still gives you massive upside because there's not a ton of $5,400 guys that, you can expect to have a 25% usage and 25% assist percentage. For sure. You know, the Toronto Raptors, three and a half point favorites against Brooklyn, 220 total, have been man, an absolute train wreck the past couple of days. You want to talk about a disappointment. I loved Toronto uh, from a betting standpoint, from a tournament standpoint against Charlotte. You and I talked about it on Friday. What a colossal disaster that was. I mean, at no point was that game even remotely competitive. Uh, And then they come in the next night to Atlanta and get smoked by 27 points. Granted, it's probably just a blip on the radar. uh, And we'll have to pay attention to Van Vliet because he's questionable. He wasn't expected to play on Saturday and ended up playing. OG Ananobi's out for what appears to be a somewhat extended period of time. 
this team completely unraveled in those two back-to-back games, one of which they were favored against the Charlotte Hornets. So here you go against Brooklyn. They're three and a half point favorites today and Kyrie Irving can't play at home yet. Yeah. Uh, kind of interesting. It'll be kind of interesting to see if maybe teams are sort of figuring out and adjusting to the Raptors, you know, bigger lineup. Obviously they don't have Ananobi either. So that's a, an issue, but um, you know, I, yeah, I don't know if it's a blip on the radar. Maybe teams are adjusting to what had been a very good lineup um, earlier in the year, but I don't really care. I mean, for right now, $8,400 for Pascal Siakam and 8K for Fred Van Vliet going up against Brooklyn. Both of those look like very good price tags. I don't care what they've done in the last couple of games. We know that both of these guys are, you know, over a fantasy point per minute guy. And if the game's competitive, you're likely getting 38 plus minutes from them. For sure. All I'm saying is I might take the Brooklyn money line here. Sure. Although, I mean, they're awful also. Yeah, they're not very good, but. You know, you're getting them plus money. I think it's like plus 135. Siakam at that price, though, I'm with you. I like that. And then, if mind you, if Van Vliet does sit, I know he played Saturday, but you really have no idea. He said he's not at 100%. If he sits, then this team, especially with OG Ananobi already out, this team really becomes one of the best on the entire slate. Yeah, I mean, if he were to sit, you're talking about a bump in assist percentage for Siakam, a massive usage bump for Gary Trent Jr., um, you know, more minutes for any combination of Thad Young, Chris Boucher, Banton, like any of these guys. So um, if Van Vliet's out, then yeah, it just opens up a ton. But if he's in, I think you're still looking at Siakam. You're still looking at Van Vliet. Uh, Thaddeus Young at 3,400 is still fine. You should get, you know, 21, 22 minutes from him. Um, Scotty Barnes at 5,700 would still be fine. But yeah, if Van Vliet's out, it, it opens up a ton. What about if Van Vliet's in? How do you feel about Gary Trent? Kind of like neutral. Um, Van Vliet has had a really big impact on Gary Trent's usage this, this year. Uh, Trent still plays a lot of minutes, and it's a good matchup. So 6,200 isn't the craziest price tag. But he's someone where if Van Vliet's in, I think he's kind of just there. And like there's several guys that I would get to first on Toronto. But if Van Vliet's out, Trent is arguably my favorite player from, from the Raptors. For sure. Uh, at the dynasty, a the dynasty said, quite frankly, I think those bozos are just tired. Yeah. I, they are playing a lot of minutes, but this is back from the all-star break too, right? Like this is games one, I think one and two returning from the all-star break. So it's not like they didn't have some rest. Yeah. Which- uh, yeah. I mean, I think that fatigue, just general poor performance, any of those are probably more likely than that they quit on Nick Nurse though. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they quit. They're still like seventh in the East. It's not, you know, they're not sitting in 13th. So I don't know. But yeah, Irving's out today. Did you see the report that uh, Ben Simmons has no timetable to return because he's now experiencing back soreness again? No, I didn't. Yeah. What a shock. They play the Sixers in Philly on March 10th. Well, how much you want to bet when the first game after March 10th, Ben Simmons is like, I feel a little better. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that, that's perfect timing. James Harden looks damn good too, man. That team, humming. Yeah. People say, oh, that's two games. Because I tweeted yesterday, I was like, one of the most ridiculous takes that somewhat decent amount of people were on is that Embiid and Harden couldn't coexist. And I don't mean coexist in terms of whether they like each other or not. I mean, the fact that people would actually assume, uh, and then people were going, well, it's been two games against bad teams. Doesn't If you've watched this team, anybody knows that Harden makes an offense better is what I was getting at. And, and if you're worried about Harden making things more difficult for Embiid, when he can knock down threes and he can shoot and he gets doubled, but you think Ben Simmons was better out there with, with Embiid? You just don't understand at all how basketball works. Yeah, that to anybody saying that I think was insane. Like I, I think there was a legit a legit question of like, does James how long does James Harden give a shit? Um that's right, but that's different. I'm talking about right. on when they're on the court, like can they coexist? And I don't think the answer ever should have been or the thought ever should have been no. Yeah, definitely not. They look good though, man. Harden is really fun to watch when he's interested in playing basketball. Yeah, which is I, I like I don't really care a whole lot about, you know, like it's it's the NBA. Like I don't I don't really care, but like Harden frustrates me so much because it's so obvious when he doesn't care versus when he does and he doesn't care so frequently. Yeah, it's true. Uh hey, what do you what do you want to do with with Brooklyn and do did last game give us any indication of what we could see going forward from Drummond who closed that game played 29 minutes 
or, or is this just maybe a situational thing that we have to pay attention to with matchups? I think it's probably just a situational thing. I mean, it's good that we saw Drummond close, like at least that is on the table. That's something he can do. But we also hadn't seen it like the entire time he'd been in Brooklyn. So I don't want to like jump to the conclusion that Drummond's going to play 30 minutes every night. Uh, it does make me feel better about going to like, you know, a 24 minute projection on Drummond, 22 or something on Aldridge. Um, it's a case where I think I'll probably get to a little bit of both guys, obviously not in the same lineup, but you know, we've seen games where Aldridge plays 27 minutes and closes as well. Um, I think a lot of it probably is going to come down to who's playing well, uh, what's the score, you know, just how, how the game's going in general. So um, I think that it's a situation where ownership between these two is going to be really interesting to pay attention to, because if you start getting situations where like Andre Drummond's pulling a ton and Aldridge isn't getting any, then I'd want to go to Aldridge and vice versa. Right now, tonight, you have 9% going to Aldridge on DraftKings, 12% going to Drummond. In a case like that, I probably just take some shots at both guys. Okay. And Drummond could have played more minutes if he didn't get in the early foul trouble. Yeah. I don't know. I guess all I'm saying is if you get 30 minutes from Drummond on a nightly basis, you're paying 6100 for him every single night. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's massive risk because he's at a price tag where if he plays 20 minutes – you're not going to be happy probably. Um, but if he plays 30, it's kind of like a little bit safer Kevin Love, I think. Yeah. And he's basically pulling the same ownership right now as Kevin Love. Right. Yeah, I mean, different positions. But, like, I, I'm just thinking of it in, in, in terms, like, the, the price tag on Drummond is, like, for, I guess from a median standpoint, it, it is correct probably because if you project him for about 24 minutes, he looks right. – like neutral at 6,100. But I think in most games, he's either playing 20 or he's playing 28. So it's like, it's either way overpriced or way underpriced. And we probably won't know which one until after the game ends. Right. He's clearly not a cash game play is what you're saying. Sure. Do you like uh, the rest of Brooklyn here? Johnson, Curry, Brown, anybody stand out? Not really. Like price tags have come down a little bit. I mean, mixing in some James Johnson, um, some Patty Mills, which just feels disgusting. Some Seth Curry. Any of those guys are okay, but um, I don't really see much here. Okay. Like with, with Kyrie out, Curry does look you know better than he did last game, but you know you're still talking about him at this point basically being priced for that. Three down, four to go. Before we do though, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Jordan, let's throw that link in chat, or just use the one in the description. If you want to get a free month of Awesome Oak Plus Platinum, you hear us talk about the tools all the time, ownership, player projection, boom, bust tool, the top stack tool, the lineup builder, all of that stuff, the fantasy cruncher add-on, you name it, for all sports, we got you covered. It's $90 value. You pay nothing. I'll tell you how. $90 value. You don't have to pay a thing. All you have to do is use the link in the description or the one that Jordan just put in the chat. Sign up at Yahoo. Deposit $10. I said you pay nothing, so hear, hear me out. Deposit $10 or more, whatever you want to do. I still think it's $10 uh, minimum. And we will hit you up and get you set up for a free month of Awesome Oak Plus Platinum, the entire month, every single tool, every sport on the site. And by using the link, Yahoo will give you $10 in free credit, which wipes out the 10 that you just put onto the site. And you can get in on some great contests, lowest management fees, rake, that you're going to find out there anywhere, really. Uh, best payout structures, you name it. $30,000 NBA baller tonight. A lot of other great contests. So take advantage of it. I don't know how much longer it's going to be around for. You'll get everything on our site, all of our Yahoo tools as well. Everything built by Osimo himself. So uh, it's just a, a huge win across the board. And you're paying nothing to get a free month of Osimo Plus Platinum. Use those tools wherever you want, including Yahoo. Use that link in the description. Sign up, deposit, and enter a paid contest. And we'll get at you and get you hooked up. Oh, and... If you want to expedite the process, right? You're just, you're really looking forward to this. Email us at supportedawesome.com and we'll get you hooked up quicker. We'll set you up quicker and get you in uh, to our premium discord, get you access to all the tools uh, as quick as we can. All right. Chicago, Miami. Let's go to the bulls here, Adam. Nikola Vucevic is probable. That's really the only injury news that's pending right now. Uh, and it's not that significant, but just overall as a team, this is not the most appealing spot for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, it's really not. You're talking about not only a very good defensive team in Miami, but also a very slow-paced team and also a Chicago team that, while salaries have dropped a little bit, 
they are still priced, you know, for this team to be more shorthanded than they currently are. Um, so, like, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, Vooch, Levine, all these guys are capable of having monster games, but there's going to be a lot of alternatives that just look a lot better um, at their respective price points, I think. What about Miami? Better spot for them. Um, you know, de- definitely a more appealing spot. Tyler Hero at 6,300 looks pretty good. Um, Gabe Vincent at 3,600 standing out as a top value here, I think. That's a spot that, you know, is going to be pretty pretty easy to get to. Um, no Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin questionable. So I would expect, you know, a, a lot of playing time for Gabe Vincent. Makes him look good. Hero um, probably plays a little bit more without Lowry as well. Butler's assist percentage should go up a little bit. I think him and Bam at, at 8,900 and 8,800 are both um, decent options, but I think the priorities are Vincent and then Hero. Okay. Yeah, is let me, let me just want to see what ownership is with Lowry out on Tyler Hero. Seventeen. Gabe Vincent forty-one. How much? How many minutes do you think Vincent gets? Thirty. Thirty. Okay. Could yeah. be more. The the Heat just absolutely shit on me the other day. Uh, my two biggest bets of the day were against San Antonio and I got in before they took it off the board after Murray and Jakob Pertl and Kelton Johnson were ruled out. So I got, I beat the closing line by like four points and they gave up 129 points in regulation to the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? Spurs shot 57%. I, th- I bitched about it on yesterday's show, so I won't go further into depth, but um, oh dude, I was torn up over that. Anyway, unimportant. San Antonio Spurs and Memphis Grizzlies, unless you have anything else for Miami. Do keep an eye on Caleb Martin's status. Um, Max Struess has basically not been in the rotation recently. Uh, If Caleb Martin, like I expect Struess to be in it with Lowry out, but if Martin's out, then you could actually see a 3K Struess be a somewhat useful option. All right. Spurs, Grizzlies, everybody's good for the Spurs now. That seemed really just like a Popovich scheduled rest day, if anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Everyone yeah. came right off the injured. Point. I, I think the only one now is, uh, yeah, Doug McDermott's questionable, but it's not a huge deal. They're eight and a half point dogs against the Grizzlies. 236 and a half point total, though, Adam. So it should be a high scoring game. There isn't a lot to like here, but I, I do want to ask you about DeJounte Murray, just given that. You know, the one thing you and I talk about when, with Murray all the time is that he's such a high floor slash high ceiling player that whenever you play him, it's like he's likely not going to be the reason you lose. It might be the fact that another guy at a similar price point pops off, but uh, Murray's usually going to go out there and give you, you know, legit flirting with triple double numbers. He almost triple doubled in the first half the other night. Yeah, um, and then he actually was kind of disappointing in regulation the rest of that game. Um, but then he got two overtimes for everybody and uh, got yep. the 70. So um, He was on yeah, pace he, for like 16 rebounds, 16 assists, 30 points. Yeah, like I think at the end of regulation, he only had like 55 or 56 DraftKings points, but I think he had 42 in the first half. Yeah, finished um, with 70. Yeah, 10 total games now this year for Murray without Derek White in the lineup. 1.63 DraftKings points per minute, 29.5% usage rate, 47.6% assist percentage, and a 12.8% rebounding percentage in 35.9 minutes per game. Just does everything across the board, plays big minutes, uh, fast-paced game here. I I like Murray. Um, We only have him projected for about 8% ownership on DraftKings. We have him with an 11% chance of being in the optimal lineup. So looks like he's going a bit under own there. And yeah, it's just a situation where like, yeah, there's always going to be guys in this price range that um, are, are comparable, you know, because he is getting so expensive, but he fully deserves this price tag. Like, I, I don't think you can make a case at this point that Murray is overpriced at all. Do you have any interest in in Jakob Pertl or, or anybody else here? Um, not. I mean, a secondary options, I guess. Like Pertl at seventy three hundred, he's a little over a point per minute guy, likely to play 30, 31 minutes. But uh, nothing that really stands out to me um, outside of of Murray. All right, l- let's talk about Memphis then. Brandon Clark is is questionable here. John Contra out. Nothing really big that we're dealing with. I want to ask you first, though, about Stephen Adams before we get to to Morant and all of those other guys Uh, rebounding like a stud. He's been getting big minutes recently. He's played 32, 36, 27 and 35 over his last four. 
is this production just given that we've seen 40 did he really drop 42 in 16 minutes before the all-star break that's insane 42 fantasy points yeah but in 16 minutes i didn't know that that's i didn't know i i can't be right but anyway my point yeah, is no it's he, right against charlotte that's crazy Fifth, he, he, he fouled out points, in 16 minutes yeah, 15 points and 11 rebounds before fouling out in 16 minutes <laughs> God, imagine what would have, oh, that's crazy had he not been in foul trouble. But what I'm saying, he's got 40-plus DraftKings points, not to, to be just game log watching here, but he's playing really well. 40-plus, Adam, in four of his last six. He's $6,000. Is this sustainable with his lack of shot volume? And do you want to get to any of him today if he keeps playing 32-plus minutes? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's not the production that I really care about, you know, the recent production that we've gotten. It's the playing time because Steven Adams has always been a perfectly fine fantasy producer. You know, he's not a high scoring guy, but right. um, he rebounds well enough that, you know, you're talking around about a fantasy, you're talking about. He's um, over you know, a fantasy point per minute. Right. But but the the big change is for the season, he's averaged 26 minutes per game. And like you were saying, 35 minutes last game, 27 the game before that, 36, 32, fouled out, 26, um, massive blowout. 23, 30, like you're just seeing him exceed the, you know, his season long average so frequently that I think, you know, instead of projecting him for 26, 27 minutes, probably should start, you know, at, you know, 29, 30. And even though the price tag is getting a little bit more expensive at 6K, if he plays north of 30 minutes, he's still going to look like a pretty good option here. Yeah, I think so too. At this rate, you just have to wonder if, if he can continue to play that many minutes. Does does Brandon Clark's potential absence affect Steven Adams for you? If he's out, yeah, because I think it just makes it more likely that Adams is playing yeah. more minutes. I think so too. Unless you just get like all the Jaron Jackson backup minutes and then they Yeah, just... or Tillman or whatever. Like Yeah. If if Adams had only been playing, you know, 25, 26 minutes a game, I wouldn't be too concerned with Clark because I would just be like, yeah, they're going to throw Tillman in there for 18 minutes and then Jackson will play the rest. But when you've already been getting 30 plus minutes from Adams, if you take Clark out, I certainly don't think it's making those minutes go backwards. Right. No, no doubt about it. And if you're, yeah, essentially at that price point in, you know, a fine matchup, if you can get 32, even 30 plus minutes from Adams, 6K is a pretty solid price. I mean, quite frankly, I'd rather have Adam. Would you rather have Adams or Drummond? Because I, I think I'd rather have Adams. I, I think there's a, a much higher likelihood that he plays the 30-plus minutes tonight as well. I think I'd lean Adams as well, especially at similar ownership. Anybody else you want to get to for Durant? Or, sorry, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Melton. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, J John Morant, as usual, um, still playing without Dylan Brooks. Just it puts him in a really good spot. He's like $800 or $900 less expensive than... Uh, DeJounte Murray, he's averaged 1.4 DraftKings points per minute in 39 games without uh, Dylan Brooks this year. So not the same level of production as Murray, but also um, a bit cheaper. Not a bad matchup for him at all. So I like getting there. Jaron Jackson at 6,700 certainly gives you a high ceiling. Bain, Melton, those guys are fine. But I think it's Adams, Morant, and Jackson is the guys I like the most. Okay. Hey, we got free content on the site today. What do we have? Ownership rankings for NBA. NHL top stacks tool. You don't need an account. You can just head on over there. Check it out if you want to get in on that. If you do want to sign up and, and get access to all the tools I talked about earlier, right? Everything we've got, you know, cutting edge stuff over there built by Osimo himself. All you got to do is go to awesomeocom slash join. You can do an NBA express pass for less than $5 a week. You can do NBA all access monthly annual any sport if you want to do all sports make a legitimate investment out of it for a year for a month we got you covered on all fronts no matter what your 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 budget is what style of player you are how serious you take it doesn't matter so uh check it out awesome.com slash join and be sure to join our discord and our premium office hours channel where you got the pros uh, at awesome answering your questions helping you better your game check out our top stacks tool our boom bust tool the lineup builder uh, the ownership, player projections, all of that stuff. And if you want to get the Fantasy Cruncher add-on, which is integral to so many people's process, you can grab that on top of it, awesomeo.com slash join. And if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are open. I, I don't mind helping you figure out what's best. All right, so Charlotte and Milwaukee, we got two to go here. Hornets, 10-point dogs 
coming off an overtime loss last night, Adam. So, you know, going from Charlotte, now they're on the road in Milwaukee. I, I can certainly see why they're they're 10-point dogs. Might even be more now. Yeah, it's still 10. 240-and-a-half-point total, though. Yeah, this game is pretty scary because obviously there's blowout risk here. You could just get a total dud from Charlotte where they get – stomped and none of their guys play in the fourth quarter um, obviously that's on the table but this game also is likely to be very fast-paced very high scoring and if this game is competitive you're looking at a lot of just good fantasy plays so uh, it's pretty dangerous to just like write this one off or you know decide that it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to be a blowout um, Lamelo at 9100 I think I would put I still have him behind Morant and Murray, even given the price difference, but uh, he is pretty cheap. Bridges at, at 7,500 looks pretty good as well. Uh, the rest of these guys, I think, are a little bit more difficult to get to. Nothing wrong with Rogier, Harrell, Washington, Washington, you know, Plumley, but I think Ball and Bridges uh, stand out the most at their price tags. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, and your ownership pretty much is, is saying the same thing right now. Not that that's the be all end all, right? Like we can find some good low owned options. We've talked about it for tournaments, but. Uh, how much of it just has to do with all the prices being where they should be for the most Yeah, part? I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is. You know, it's not – I'm not saying, like, I don't like those guys because, you know, they played yesterday or because they're 10-point dogs or anything. It's just that they're pretty much priced correctly. Um, the two guys that I think are a little bit underpriced are Bridges and Ball because if you get 36, 37 minutes from Bridges, you know, he's over a fantasy point-per-minute guy in what is likely to be a high-scoring game. Only 7,500 looks pretty good there. Similarly for Ball, you're talking about, you know, 1.4 fantasy points per minute and probably 32, 33 minutes at 9,100. Um, I do think it's worth pointing out, he's only projected for 4% ownership on DraftKings right now. Uh, that I, I was expecting that to be higher. Um, so that is pretty appealing like if you're going to if, if you're going to take you know roll the dice on a game like this that could be as ugly as it is it's really nice when you're getting a four percent on lamella ball to make up for it yeah especially considering considering there there isn't a, a Jokic on this slate there aren't you know there's no Doncic. let me g- give you an example you have you have Giannis uh onto the Kumpo in the same game at home we'll talk about him but kevin durant's still not back you don't have all of those other players. So then it, it kind of falls off a cliff from a salary standpoint. You have DeRozan, who isn't in a particularly great spot. You have Zach Levine back in Chicago. We talked about DeJounte Murray. And then you get down to like a Carl Anthony Towns, who in that front court matchup against Cleveland, it's not the best spot. And then it's like Morant, SGA, who will get to Sabonis, all those guys. Lamelo's at 9,100 though. So maybe you're right. Maybe 4% on that, just given kind of the makeup of this slate makes a little bit of sense in tournaments. Right. And it's, you know, I get when I was talking about him, I had said that I prefer Murray and Morant even at, yeah. at their prices. And then you also have, you know, SGA that we'll talk about. I understand like why he's not super popular, but I just expected it to be, you know, 10% or something instead of four. Where are you at on Giannis? kind of the same place I'm always at on Giannis. Like I would love to get him into my lineups. Uh, it, it is a little bit easier tonight since the Nuggets don't play, so you don't have uh, Jokic taking up a spot. He has power forward eligibility, which is nice. He should just destroy this team inside. Uh, fast-paced game, all of that. So he looks great. It really is just going to be a matter of you know value opening up, but we do already have a good amount. I mean, you have, or at least a decent amount. You have Gabe Vincent, you know, who's kind of plug and play at this point you have Goodwin at 5200 uh you have plenty of other guys that you can kind of just rotate through and roll the dice on so um I think it's going to be relatively easy to get to Giannis if you want to I think he looks great um pretty clearly the top projected guy on the slate do you want to get to some of these mid-range options and in just uh insanely high projected total here at almost 240 points yeah I mean any of any of Drew Middleton Portis um Shit, even Grayson Allen, if you needed a cheat piece, um, look fine. Giannis obviously is the priority, but um, it's something I mentioned the other day too when uh, Milwaukee was like a 10-point favorite against, I think, Brooklyn maybe, um, was like not that it – if you're playing a lot of lineups, this isn't you know super actionable, but if you're somebody just hand-building a couple of lineups, I think the appeal of guys like Holiday, Middleton, Portis kind of goes up if you don't have Giannis because – one way or the one way or another, it's very likely Milwaukee is scoring a ton of points here. And so if you don't have Giannis, there is kind of some added benefit to just saying, like, all right, the easiest path to Giannis not having a big game is that 
Portis or Drew or Middleton, you know, shoot 80% and this game gets out of hand without Giannis even doing anything. Okay. One game to go. This last one's really fun. So. Hang on. I want to answer this question. Um, go ahead. Zach Jamison said, is having Morant and Murray in the same lineup since they play each other, uh, does it make it better, worse, or no difference? It makes it marginally better. Um, if that game is – like there's positive correlation because if the game is competitive down to the wire, both of those guys are playing like their maximum minutes. If the game goes to overtime, you have the two best players in overtime. It's not important enough that you should be like creating any groups or forcing it or anything like that. But in like a tiebreaker situation, if you, know, you have one, um, they, they do positively correlate. Okay. Right. Let's wrap it up with Sacramento and OKC. Hit that thumbs up too if you haven't done yet. Uh done so. We're at 118. Not bad. Almost 600 people watching on a Monday morning. Happy to have you guys with us. So this is a fun game. Now, a couple of things to keep in mind. Josh Giddy's out, Lou Dort's out, Kenrich Williams is out, Ty Jerome is out. The, remember, remember that comment that the guy made the other day uh, on the deeper dive that he just won't play anybody from OKC, and that's why he wasn't playing SGA. Yeah, yeah. He can't pay 9K for a guy on OKC. That's what it was, yeah. Um, you should. Now, I'm not saying that as SGA's salary continues to, to balloon, that you should just continue to play him every single day. But he's going up against the Sacramento team that plays at the seventh fastest pace in the league, uh, has the, what, 29th defensive rating in basketball, and there's no Josh Giddy, and the Sacramento Kings just aren't very good. Let's actually start this on the OKC side uh, with SGA, who's since returning from the All-Star break, mind you, he was out for a while. He's he, he first game was was whatever. He dropped 32 points, just very little peripherals. Second game, he popped off against Indy for 60 draft game points, 36 points, eight boards, five assists, five stocks. I mean, it's exactly what we were looking for with Giddy off the court. Yeah, and I want to go right back to him here in a really good matchup against uh, against Sacramento. Without Giddy on the floor this season, you've seen SGA's usage go up. You see his assist percentage go up. 35.9% usage rate, 32.9% assist percentage in 628 minutes without Giddy. And that's to be expected. Um, the assist percentage, you know, obviously is because the ball is in Giddy's hands a lot. But even the, the bump in usage rate, I kind of was hesitant to – buy into it earlier this year because I thought it was more likely that you would see it even out and, you know, come in around 30, 31% like you saw last year before Giddy was on the team. But I think really it's just that SGA is improving as a basketball player. He's got the ball in his hands. It's kind of the same thing that you see with Devin Booker when Chris Paul is out is the usage rate takes a big bump because SGA basically gets to look around at all of the garbage NBA players that are on his team and say, yeah, I'm just not <laughs> going to give you the ball and then, you know, do whatever he wants. So um, it, it really just turns into SGA being such a massive part of this offense, likely giving you 35, 36 minutes, uh, 9,600 against Sacramento still looks very good to me. Trey Mann's coming off a nice game. His price is at 5,400 though, but uh, you know, decent usage in that last spot. Got to the line four times, was three of six from, from three. It's just so tough for me to click that button when it comes to this guy, man. Yeah, it's a tough price tag at 5,400, especially because so many of his minutes are going to be played alongside SGA. Um, he's averaged 0.78 DraftKings points per minute this year without Giddy on the floor. If you keep Giddy off the floor and you put SGA on, man is at 0.66 DraftKings points per minute. So there is still upside just based on the playing time and the matchup. But you have to just keep in mind that, you know, it's the Shea Gildas-Alexander show. So you're going to need man either to be really efficient or run into some steals. Um, but, you know, it could still certainly get there just based on playing time. Uh, just don't have a lot of confidence given that he's going to be playing so many minutes alongside Gildas-Alexander. Any interest in Roby? A little bit. Um, he didn't play as much last game as I expected him to. Um, he moved into the starting lineup. Derek a lot Favre. of foul trouble, dude. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, so first for, for six minutes, two fouls in the first quarter, and then another foul after he came back for five minutes in the third, second quarter, and then another foul to catch his fourth uh, three, four minutes into the third. So they kind of let him play through out. those, though. What? They kind of let him play through the third and fourth. Like well, he, he played a few more minutes and then they took him out. 
I don't know. Yeah, but he closed the game out and played all of overtime. Yeah. So I think it probably suggests that he would have played more minutes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, also, we need I mean, a lot of my interest in Roby is going to depend on who's starting because Derek Favors sat that game on the second half of a back to back and Roby started two games ago. Favors got the start three games ago. It was Roby. Um, if Roby starts, I like him at 4,600. I think it's likely he plays, you know, 26 minutes or something. And he's a fantasy point per minute guy. If he comes off the bench, he probably still playing like 22 to 24, but it makes it a lot more difficult to get there. I like Sabonis quite a bit today. I mean, it's it's a good spot. OKC's defense hasn't even been that bad this year, but this is one of those spots where it should be a competitive game. The total is 227. And Sabonis, Adam, since coming to Sacramento in six games, almost a 25% usage rate, 26.5% assist rate leads the team, 21% rebound rate leads the team, and he played 37 minutes in back-to-back -back games before he got in foul trouble against Denver last game. So... Like if this guy's playing 36, 37 minutes in close games and continues to do what he's doing and is your starting center, it's so hard not to like him. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last point you made is huge because um, th th there were a couple of things that when he was in Indiana this year, Sabonis was still obviously good. He was still a good fantasy producer, but there were a couple of things that, that hurt him from a fantasy standpoint. One was that uh, we saw Indiana, you know, just going, running their offense through their point guards a bit more. So it was hurting Sabonis' assist percentage. And the other was that he's playing so many minutes at the four because of Miles Turner. He's a much more productive fantasy player when he's at the five, as most people are. So um, both of those things, you know, kind of go out the window in Sacramento. You do still obviously have De'Aaron Fox, but um, so far with the Kings, Sabonis has played 199 minutes. 26.6% um, assist percentage, about a 25% usage rate, 22.5% rebounding percentage. All of those rates look very, very good, and I expect them to continue. Uh, he does only have center eligibility on DraftKings now, which sucks. Like it, It's correct, but it makes it more difficult to get them. But at 9,500, still just a very easy price point, I think. How do you want to approach the rest of Sacramento? The rest of Sacramento, I think, becomes more so like secondary tournament options. I think Sabonis is clearly the priority here. Um, but you do still have a pretty decent price tag on De'Aaron Fox. In the games uh, since Sabonis came over, Fox still has a 28.5% usage rate and a 23.5% assist percentage. If he plays 36 minutes here, he looks fine. Um, 6,200 on Barnes is sort of like a last piece in type guy. What in their last Jeremy game, Lamb? Yeah, Jeremy Lamb played 29.5 minutes last game. I don't really believe that happens a lot the, the the issue is Davion Mitchell only played 12 minutes so I have a hard time thinking Jeremy Lamb is just like a core piece here and Davion Mitchell is barely in the rotation um I think it's more likely that you see the playing time sort of bounce around but you know volatile playing time for somebody like Jeremy Lamb at 3800 yeah, if he plays 16 minutes, you know, you lose with that lineup, but you're probably going to lose anyway. If he plays 24 or 26 minutes at 3,800, you're likely to get a very, very good option. So um, I don't mind, you know, kind of rolling the dice on him. You can make a similar case for a $4,200 Davion Mitchell. Um, I, same for DiVincenzo. So, like, I wouldn't play those guys together, but I think there's a pretty good chance that one of Lamb, Mitchell, DiVincenzo has a good game for their salary. That is a good point you make, though, because we have Lamb projected around 20%. It, it, Davion Mitchell was really bad in that game shot over six. I didn't watch it, but I was just looking over some stuff there. It looked like he was having a rough, rough game played 30 minutes before in the return right. from the all-star break. So it's it seems highly unlikely that, you know, a young player with some promise like this is going to play 12 to 15 minutes again, that that would be a concern for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, you know, on average, you probably get it evening out to like low 20s for all three of those guys. But, you know, we've seen, like you said, in the last two games, you've seen 30 minutes for Mitchell and 30 minutes for Lamb. Um, I think basically just makes all three of them look like decent values. But again, there's just a lot of volatility there, um, more so than, you know, you typically get. Like normally when you talk about someone with like a 22-minute projection, you're assuming they're playing like 20 to 24. Here you're talking more about probably like, you know, 16 to 28. Let me ask you this, just kind of off the top of your head, or if you're, if you're looking at these guys, who are your favorite high-priced players today above 9K? Because you've got guys like Amelo, you have Sabonis in a great spot, you have SGA in a great spot without Giddy, you have Morant sub-10K, you have DeJounte Murray, you have Giannis uh, against the fast, second-fastest-paced team in the league in Charlotte. 
Who would you say your top three are? If you could fit, let's say you could fit all of them into a lineup. What would you start with? Um, I think it, it's really close to a lot of these guys. I think Sabonis, I mean, Giannis, if you can get there, is clearly yeah. number one. But he's just like his own price tier too, so I don't really know. Um, but I would say probably Giannis, Sabonis. Um, it's really tough. Yeah, Morant's I mean, flip, flip a coin on those three guards. Yeah, Morant's 9,700 too. It's... So that that is one kind of interesting point is like SGA obviously looks very good. Um, he's like a 1.35 fantasy point per minute guy without Giddy. Morant's 1.4 without Brooks. So um, SGA looks very good, but I don't want you know us harping on SGA to overshadow how good John Morant looks as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that range though with Morant, SGA, and Sabonis is real nice tonight. Yep. Yeah, I and mean, you have town, like, and you have Towns and Ball in there too, which, like, yeah. again, I understand why they're not getting ownership, but they both still have sixty fantasy point upside. I haven't made any lineups yet. I know you haven't, but I wonder if 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 Giannis is going to be a bit prohibitive there, just because of all those nine K guys. I think it's likely that once you start building lineups, you get into the position where it's like, okay, this lineup looks pretty good with Giannis, but if I drop Giannis to, you know, Sabonis, then I get from you know, some $4,200 guy that I didn't really like to some 7K guy that I do. For sure. All right, man. Good show. Appreciate you guys hanging out. You got live before lock today. You got the deeper dive before that. You got locks before lock before that. I don't know if you guys have been hanging out, but if you have the time, uh, start it up with that. You got Ben Rasa, Aton Shander, then Greg and Adam, and then closing it out, myself and Josh. We got the 30-minute Yahoo post lock show as well. So all of that coming up throughout the day. Follow Adam at ship my money DFS me Lafay underscore D and shout out to our boy Jordan Klein for producing the show. We'll catch you back here tomorrow on the strategy show. I think it's you and Josh. So uh, they'll be there right here. Same time. Peace. Peace.